Well, Vegas doesn't have a lot of faith in the Virginia Cavaliers this weekend, and you're probably going to find out tomorrow in our votes of confidence. It's just four touchdowns. <laughs> I need to find the soundbite, by the way, from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air back in the day where this is a mythical school, of course, but ULA, University of Los Angeles, not to mm-hmm. be confused with UCLA, but the Peacocks of ULA. Or the Liberty Arenas, like you like to call it. All the time, baby. I was going to say, uh, if you want to hear uh, a Virginia perspective on this game, I was on the Virginia Game Day podcast, so uh, they they somehow asked my tech pre- you know tech perspective on this game. Um, I I told them I told UVA fans just throw it out the window, just ignore it, and just focus on the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean that's probably what you realistically should do if you're a Virginia fan because it's you know they're both playing football, but it's not exactly the same kind of football that Tennessee and Virginia are aiming to play. But alas, they meet in the season opener, and maybe it looks better for Tennessee that they're playing a Power Five team, albeit one toward the very very bottom of the Power Five. But alas, the whole Fresh Prince of Bel Air reference we were going to mention is uh, Carlton and uh, Will Smith in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They were down four touchdowns at halftime. You're talking about the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Come on, guys. All we need is four quick touchdowns, and we'll be right back in this one. I have a feeling that Tony Elliott or someone on the Virginia staff, maybe offensive coordinator Des Kitchens, might have to implore the Who's to utilize that pep talk as well. It's just a question of when that will actually be put into action, possibly even at halftime. 16 and a half is the first half line, if you're inquiring about that. Somebody who has seen football from a different perspective and obviously is now sharing his experience down in the Knoxville area, host of the Eric Ains Show on WNML in Knoxville and former University of Tennessee quarterback Eric Ainge joining us in the fast lane. Eric, we don't have much optimism here for the Virginia Cavaliers and their particular outlook in this game. Are the Tennessee Volunteers taking this lightly at all? Is there a worry that that might actually happen and somehow this game is mythically closer than at least we expect it to be? No, I mean, here's the thing. I think Tennessee learned a little bit last year, guys, with uh, taking South Carolina lightly and having 63 put on them that they they can't do that. As good as they are uh, and as good as they can be this year, they can't take anybody lightly. And Virginia has enough good players when you put them on film that you're going to take them seriously. You're not playing a one A team. You're playing a a team with Division I Power 5 players with some good transfers that have come in, some returning starters on defense. Um, Tennessee is clearly going to make this game about them. Josh Heupel's even said that. You know, it's about what we do and executing, you know, our offense and defense. I mean, they, they definitely have a mismatch at most positions physically. But I don't think Tennessee's going to take the, the Virginia Cavaliers lightly at all. I think they're going to go after them and, and, uh, and be aggressive from the get. I think that's what you do in first games. If you take the first opponent lightly, what are you doing? Well, that's a good point about this. And, I mean, you can tell we're grasping at straws, Eric, for some level of uh, optimism that this game is at least close and entertaining for some portion. We're not expecting it, but we're trying to paint a prettier picture here for our listeners. How much worry is there? Just the natural fact that in the first game of the year, often it can take a moment for an offense to get going, and therefore Virginia might hang around in the early portion of this just by virtue of that fact. I don't think they will by virtue of that bad guys, but I do think that Tony Elliott and and, and both coordinators are going to have the approach of we're not going to win in a clean fight. If we just line up and play our base and they play their base, they'll beat us up and they'll run the ball and we'll have to play single high and play man to man and they'll and we have some really talented receivers. I know Virginia, you guys are you're not bad 
at DB, but our receivers are really talented. And if it's single coverage all game long, that's not a situation any DB wants to be in. So I think Virginia and Tony are going to have to take the we're going to have to take chances type approach like Billy Napier did last year in the Florida game, going for it on like six fourth downs and. Uh, they're going to have to do that. You know, they'll do what you know, we played a team earlier that did a flea flicker on like play two. You got to run the ball before you do a flea flicker, but, you know, fake a punt. Now you got an all ACC punter, you know, try to pin them deep, play some good defense. We have a backup center that's going to be playing. So maybe do some three down front stuff, put your best D tackle. You guys got, I can't pronounce his name, Tuami. Is that his name? Aaron Famui. Yeah. So like he's a good player, man. Line him up on Ollie Lane, our backup center, and, and see if they can't cause some problems there. But it's, they're not going to be able to just play base and play off and and, and, and just beat us like, like a Georgia would or, or an Ohio State would. Virginia's going to have to take chances. They're going to have to blitz. They're going to have to show blitz and drop eight. They're going to have to change it up and play the chess game and hope that they can confuse us on third down every once in a while and hope, us to, and hope we punt. I mean, you guys were pretty good on third down last year on defense. I think you gave up. 36% over the course of the year. That's pretty dang good. So that has to be the hope. Muddy it up and try to beat them in a 45-minute or a 30-minute game. Because if it's a 60-minute game and Tennessee's running on all cylinders, then they'll, score, they'll just score too many points for, for Virginia to win. Part of that strategy, as Eric Ainge is with us in the fast lane, he's at EricAinge3 on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, former Tennessee Volunteers quarterback joining us, is this idea... Correct me if I'm wrong, but for Virginia, would Tennessee expect them to take the old run the play clock down to five seconds or fewer on every single offensive possession just to naturally shorten the amount of snaps a team like Tennessee has and play into that new clock rule where it does not stop for a first down? I mean, that's like, you know, that's football 101 against a team like Tennessee that plays really fast. But the problem is if Tennessee goes, Six plays, 80, you know, 75 yards and a touchdown. Nine plays, 75 yards and a touchdown, and it's just a few minutes of clock. It doesn't matter how much clock you burn. You're not going to win the game. That approach might work to cover the spread, but that approach won't work to beat Tennessee. If I'm Virginia and I'm Tony Elliott, why play a football game if you don't want to win? You know, who cares about James Madison? Get ready for the Tennessee Volunteers on national TV ABC, 11 o'clock Central, noon Eastern. Go, go do it, do whatever you can to win the game. And, I, I, you know, Virginia struggles up front. Three transfers come in. You know, one starting job, haven't started before. All new receivers. Yeah, I think Musket's a pretty athletic guy. I think he's a pretty good player, actually. Um, I don't know how much success he'll have. I think he'll be running around a lot. But, but I do think he's a pretty good player. But if, if, you're, if you're Tony Elliott in this game, you're not worrying about covering the spread. You're trying to you're trying to go win the football game. So throw everything you got at Tennessee in the first quarter. If you can, you you mentioned it. I heard you guys before you brought me on. Sixteen and a half is the first half line. It's got to be closer than that if you want to win the football game. Because one of the reasons Josh Heupel is such a good football coach and so well respected, and you've heard his quotes leading up to this game, it's we'll find out what they're doing early and we'll reconvene on the sideline and we'll figure it out. You know, Virginia is going to have something for us. They're going to have a new front, some new blitzes, some new coverages. They're going to do something different than they did last year. You've got all offseason to prepare for this game. They will have something for us. The hope is that that something for Tennessee stalls them out in the first two or three drives of the game and leads to no points. You know, if, if Josh Eichel can figure it out in a drive – 
and see what they're trying to do. You know, I just think Virginia will struggle athlete to athlete competing. That's all. So they're going to have to try to shorten the game, muddy it up. You know, like any big game, the ball's going to have to bounce their way a couple times, get a couple penalties. Maybe, you know, I know Chico's out, but maybe you guys can get after Joe a little bit and, and, and put him under duress. It's going to be a tough game for Virginia to win. There's a reason it's a four-touchdown spread, but I just I, I think that if they can't muddy it up early, if Tennessee gets off to a, a fast start in this game, guys, I just don't know that it goes Virginia's way. Eric, uh, former Tennessee quarterback Eric Ainge here with us. Uh, speaking of Tennessee quarterbacks, Joe Milton is described as maybe the greatest practice quarterback ever. Uh, if you watch him throw, he's got arm talent out of the wazoo. He can throw an orange over 100 yards. Uh, where is you think his growth has been coming into this season? Obviously, uh, people forget he was uh, swapped out for former Virginia Tech quarterback Hendon Hooker, and then Hendon did what Hendon did, and now Joe Milton back into this starting role. Uh, obviously behind them is Nico Imalieva. I think I got that name right. That's a that's a point for me. And uh, uh, but what are your what are your expectations for for Joe Milton, who really could have the biggest boom or bust kind of in the country? You could argue. I don't think it'll be bust, you guys. I think the biggest thing that he does well is decision-making. Joe is a really smart guy. Even in 2021, he just got here. He won the job. Everyone was excited about his physical ability. But I, I can kind of compare him to a, a pitcher that throws 108 miles an hour that's a thrower but not a pitcher, right? They're not placing their spots. They don't have off-speed stuff. They don't know when to throw what. Joe was kind of a thrower, and now he's a quarterback. And this is his third year under Josh Heupel and Joey Halsley. I know Alex Golish, our, our OC, the last two years left, but Halsley's been the quarterback coach. He's the guy that's been coaching him on the field at practice every day since he's got on campus. And the guy hasn't thrown a pick in all training camp. And I, I listen, I played in four training camps, and guess what? I threw a lot of picks. I didn't throw a ton during the year, but in practice, you're trying new stuff. Your team is good. You, you throw the ball to the other team. We've been there watching practice, the defense doesn't even touch the ball. You know, I think the biggest thing for Joe this year is don't try to be a superhero. You know, he'll scramble. You guys will freak out. He'll scramble. He'll roll to the right hash on the 20-yard line and throw the ball into the end zone in the opposite back pylon. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And I played with Brett Favre in New York. I mean, from a physical standpoint, I've actually never seen anybody throw the ball like that. But that alone won't make him a good quarterback. What will make him a good quarterback is handing it off when he should and throwing the pass on the RPO out to Squirrel White and Dante Thornton and Brew McCoy and Ramel Keaton, just being a good decision maker. And through camp and spring and even last year against Vandy and Clemson, when Joe won the MVP because he did that, the guy takes care of the football and he's smart with it. If we, if we can run the football and Joe just lets the game come to him, I don't see how he doesn't boom this year. I don't, I don't see bust for him. I really don't. Eric Ainge 3 is the Twitter and Instagram account, or are the Twitter and Instagram accounts for Eric Ainge, former Tennessee Vols quarterback, now host of the Eric Ainge Show on WNML down in Knoxville, and he's with us in the fast lane. So we've touched on the growth of the current quarterback at Tennessee. we got to ask, how in the world did Josh Heupel get something out of Hendon Hooker that Virginia Tech fans never got to see during his time in Blacksburg? Sorry, Trey, I had to put that I could answer that question. Well, here, here's the deal. Josh Heupel takes a very complex game in football and quarterbacking, and he makes it simple. He makes it easy for the guys. It doesn't. I don't mean it's not. It's not intelligent. It's very intelligent. But 
it's simple. You know, I, I learned I, – you guys remember David Cutcliffe. You guys are ACC guys, and you, you remember Cut. Um, I, pl- I played with him. He coached Peyton and Eli, myself, and a lot of guys. And the best thing that Cut did was teach it, and I kind of took this from my time with him, but it's where, when, and accurate. If you know where to throw the ball and when it needs to be there, it just comes down to can you get it out on time and get the ball there? Do you have, to have some God-given ability to be accurate with it? It's not a hard game. It's just where, when, and accurate. And Heifel does an incredible job of teaching his quarterback where to throw the ball, when to throw it there, and then they have the God-given ability to be accurate. Joe has all of that. Hendon had that. And, and he just let the game come to him. The best thing Hendon did was just take what the defense gives you, listen to Heifel, and do what he was told. And the dude threw like 70 touchdowns or 60-something touchdowns and like six picks in two years. And I think Joe's going to do the same kind of thing this year. I just think it's that simple for him. It's just where when inaccurate. Hand the ball off. We got a good old line. We got great running backs, good tight ends, great receivers. Let the game come to you. Helps to not call a jet sweep into the boundary to stall the drive. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Yes. Trey, you can tell, is a little miffed based on uh, what happened in Virginia Tech back when Hinden Hooker was there. Not at Hinden, but how it all unfolded there. Now he has optimism for a different reason. Uh, wrapping things up with Eric Ainge here in the fast lane. Eric, obviously you got your finger on the pulse uh, being based in Knoxville with WNML and as a former Tennessee quarterback. This is an interesting spot, though, because... This is a Virginia team that's playing their first game since the tragic shooting and the killing of three football players and the wounding of one more who's going to be dressed. Mike Hollins, the running back, all that taking place back in November of 2022 back in Charlottesville. How was Tennessee handling that from a just classy perspective? And then obviously, how do you expect their fans to handle it for, granted, we don't expect a lot of them, but the Virginia fans that will be in Nashville for this game on Saturday? Well, obviously, I, I feel and I think everybody in the country feels and felt for Virginia with everything that they went through last year as a football program. You know, I, I, you know the bottom line is, though, we're playing football, right? It's not about emotions. It's not about off the field. It's about can, they, can, can our O-line handle their D-line? Can Virginia's D-line get some penetration on Joe? The, the, the game will come down to the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and Joe's. It's not none of that other stuff matters. And I'm not taking away from that. I'm just saying, when it comes to act, you know, lead up to the game, yes. Off season, yes. When you actually start getting ready for a football game, though, and after the first couple series in the game, none of that stuff will be in their head. What'll be in their head is the guy in front of them. Can they block him? What's the scheme? What are the coverages? How do we attack it? That's what it's going to come down to. And and Virginia guys. Um, you know they're you know Tony Elliott obviously had a lot to lot to handle and that team had a lot to handle but when it comes down to it if they're worried about that stuff when it comes to game time they're not their mind isn't where it needs to be when you're a football player your mind needs to be on the next play and the next play only not the last drive not the last year not anything else it needs to be on the football game and the football game only and and I think Tony Elliott knows that and I think those players know that and I think Tennessee knows that too We look forward to seeing how this all unfolds, Eric. Thank you very much for some time today in the fast lane to look ahead to the game and, of course, encouraging our listeners to keep up with your work, starting at EricAinge3 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Enjoy the action this coming Saturday down in Nashville, and uh, we'd love to connect again soon. 
Yeah, let me know, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Have a great day, okay? Indeed. You as well. Eric Ainge with us here in the Fast Lane, W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna, Danville, Southside. He is optimistic Tennessee will win in a route. Trey, hold your horses. We'll get to those thoughts tomorrow in the Fast Lane. In the meantime, you can share your picks, Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Trey Lyle VT on Twitter. A reminder, Tech Talk Live, 7 to 8, and then... Florida, Utah after that. In the meantime, belated, but still, it is time for us to try to go on perfect cue. Live!